Let us pray. God, our Father, Lord, we thank you. We bless your name, God, in times like these. We thank you for lifting our heads when we didn't think we had anything to lift our heads for. God, we bless you. We praise you. And we worship you. In Jesus' name, the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Last week I uh, introduced to you the topic, when it's bigger than me. When it's bigger than me. Some people like the phrase to be used with us in it. And it says, so when it's bigger than us, that's the operative phrase. And so God told me to come and talk to you today about when it's bigger than us. This is actually part two of when it's bigger than me. So whether Alan, when it's bigger than our circumstances, when it's bigger than our issues, when it's bigger than our concerns, that's what we're continuing to talk about one more time this week. And I mentioned to you all last week, for you those that remember, when the issues of life are bigger than what we know them to need to be, and that we must, in the middle of it, continue to trust God all the more. I hope I can get some amens in this place right now. A little help will help a brother to make sure that God's message is out there, and we come to praise him this morning, that we must look at all of our afflictions, I told you that, and that we must look at our circumstances, and that we must look at where we stand with God and trust more of him than ever before. Now, if you are one of those who never open your Bible, or you never look to God in a major way to bless you when your back is against the wall, well, then you're probably not interested in what I have to say, and I don't expect any amens from you. But for those of you who don't mind cracking open their Bible, for those of you who don't mind praising God, like Reverend Veronica was saying, I love to praise him. If you don't mind doing that when times and things are tough, for those of you who love God, you probably don't hesitate to open your Bibles, even if they are online. Am I right about it? Because I know some of us don't look at a paper Bible. Some of us are looking online. For I believe that our true believers understand the need for addressing things in the spirit realm when they are bigger than we are. I hope I have some witnesses out there today. 
Listen, if God and God alone, who knows the best path for you, when he is the one that is involved with you, that is when, even if it's all bigger than you, bigger than us, God is right there to give us the best path through. You see, I believe that when God is sending out big blessings for us small folk, when God is singing out big blessings for those of us in giant situations, y'all don't have to raise your hand and think, I'm going to raise my hand right now like I did last week because I have been and still in some giant situations. I know what God can do in the middle of it. And so when you are in giant situations, you need a giant God to come and bless you. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter uh, where you are because, you know, you might feel like you are being left out. But God doesn't look at it that way. He wants you to be left in. Somebody going to get that one after a while. Didn't I tell you last week that when we have God in it, we're going to win it? I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care how it don't look like. If God is in it, God is bigger than all of it. Amen, boys. Which suggests we should all be saying, whatever you're doing in this season, God, don't do it without me. I don't know about you today, but I want God to be all over me. I don't want him to do stuff and leave me out of it. Whatever he's doing, whatever he's going to bless, I want him to bless me right along with what he's doing. This suggests that we should all be saying this same song. Whatever you're doing, God, don't, don't, just, just don't. Don't do it without me. And did I tell you that we should never look at our situations uh, from the perspective of if God will deliver us? I think I told you that last week. But instead that the question is when he will deliver us in it. When he will promote us over it. And when he will take control and handle it for us. I raise my hand again, maybe for you, because I want God to handle the situation. Because he will handle it. Am I right about it? I think somebody in here knows that God will handle the situation. If you put it in his hands, he will handle it. No, I'm not Pastor I up here this morning. But I want y'all to know because God is bigger than our issues, that's why he will handle everything. Bigger than your J-O-B. Or as the woman said on one of Tyler Perry movies, your J-A-B, she couldn't spell. He's bigger than your ailments such as cancer. He's bigger than diabetes. He's bigger than drug abuse. He is bigger than alcohol. He's bigger than your family issues. Bigger than your family issues. 
bigger than any crazy, cracked up and complicated things that you can think of. Yes, 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 yes. He's bigger than all of that. You don't have to believe me. Let me just uh, take you to the word this morning. God is bigger than even your specialized situations and circumstances, Brother Phil. Like this one that Hannah had in our text today. Now, you might be asking me, Pastor, why are you always talking through these familiar scriptures? Yeah, I know you know the story already, and that's the point. Because God wants you to get the point. I, I believe if I'm the preacher for the day or pastor I or whomever, God is intending that you get the point. But moreover, he wants you to know what the point is. So I had a male that I talked about last week. David, when he was a boy, trying to make his way and, and do God's will. And I want you to also know that it's equal opportunity time this week. Plus, God told me to illustrate a key thing to do when you have problems that are bigger than you. Yes, I mentioned last week that your problems might be too big for you, but they are never too big for God. I don't care what it is. If God is in it, they are never too big for him. I hope y'all heard me all over again because somebody needs to know here and out there in virtual world that God is bigger than all of our issues and all of our problems. Even though we might get worried, we might get concerned, we might look all stressed out and, and disgusted, but, but God is the one that is never going to leave us. He's always right there with us. Even when we don't understand what he's doing, even if we think he's not doing anything, he is right there in the middle of our problems and our issues. I, I hope y'all heard me one more time. And so I got some new stuff to say. I do, I do. And so there was uh, this one point that God told me to tell y'all in this one-point sermon. So don't look for three or four points. Look for your one point. Here's the point. That we must do something big when it's bigger than us. So I haven't told you everything. Because, see, God is expecting something Big when the situations of life are bigger than us. That is that, now as I go further, God wants us to take time out for this thing that is huge in the life of the believer. What is it, Pastor Keith? It's a must. What is it? It's a must anytime and anywhere and whenever you feel like it or when you don't feel like it. Okay, so well, Pastor King, you're beating around the bush. And this point is that we must pray, as Hannah did, on any issues too big for you. I hope you heard this one point 
in this sermon. And this is no arbitrary point either. You see, first Samuel tells us when he wanted to have, when she, when, when she wanted to have a baby to make her family complete, she, she began to think about it and she got concerned over it. And her husband, who had a second wife, decided that uh, he loved this wife, Hannah, more than he loved the other wife. But Hannah couldn't have any children. So she got all upset and she wept and, 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 and she wept greatly before the Lord asking him to give her a baby. The New King James Version of the Bible says that her situation was an affliction. We talked about afflictions last week. But, but it's a situation where it's too big for you, too big for me, or too big for us. No matter what it is, we must do like Hannah. It says in verse 11 that she prayed incessantly. Y'all know what incessantly is? It ain't no fly-by-night kind of prayer. It ain't no, I'm going to pray and, and I'm going to hit it and I'm going to quit it. It's I'm going to talk to the Lord. I'm going to say, here I am, Lord. You know you put me here. So now I'm out here depending on your word. It's a, it's a prayer where you get into God. You press on in and you begin to talk to him. Because see, if you were about to die, I bet you would talk to him. If you were losing everything, including your life, you talk to him. You would give him his due right in the prayer, right in the conversation. And so, so it said that she prayed incessantly. Some would say she prayed humbly. Others would say that she prayed, and I need you in the worst way prayer. Some would say, I, 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 I need you now kind of prayer. Some would say she's praying like the cowardly lion on the Wizard of Oz. Because the lion said he prayed because he said, I do believe, I do believe, I do believe. I do. See, because when we get in trouble, we know how to call God then. We don't call him when we need to call him. Even in the good times, we ought to call him. But, the, but, but when we get in trouble, we like the lion. Oh, God, I do believe, I do believe, I do believe. And Hannah prayed so fervently so earnestly and so frequently that she even prayed without words. Without words. Her mouth was moving, but her husband couldn't hear a thing that was coming out. He even labeled her as a drunk because here she was talking, but no voice, no audition was coming out. She was, he thought she was drunk. So I believe that God is telling us when it's too big for me that we must go to God in prayer. There's that one point again. If necessary, get in your prayer closet. Begin to talk to God. As one of my neighbors down in South used to say, she had to get in a corner and work that thing out. 
Sometimes we got to work that thing out. You see, back in the day, women who, who couldn't have children were looked down on negatively because they just didn't do what society thought that they should do. But Hannah began to ask God to change his mind and open her womb because she knew it was a God thing. Sometimes we know it's a God thing, and we got to be willing to press in and talk to God about it. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching to myself today. I know how to get there when it's a God thing. I know how to call on him in the middle of it. I know how to call him in the midnight hour. I know how to call him when it don't look right. I know how to call him. I'm trying to help you to know how to call him. I'm trying to make sure that you understand that you got to get in conversation with God. Hannah asked him to change his mind because it was bigger than she was. She knew it. She asked God to give her a baby. No fertility treatments. No, 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 no. Uh, she had no specialized procedures. Just God taking something bigger than she was and reducing it down to size. That's all she asked for. God, make it happen. Have you ever told God, please, make it happen? You know, because sometimes you don't ask, and God will not respond unless you ask. Sometimes we ask amiss. We ask for the wrong thing. Well, in this case, having a baby was ordained by God. And since he was and is God, she knew that he could do it. Haven't you been told before that he is first and foremost the great I am? Haven't you heard that he is all powerful, I, a.k.a. he is omnipotent? Haven't you heard? Haven't you listened? Haven't you responded to God when it was bigger than you were? So she just prayed for his Holy Ghost to come down and do something with this problem that she could not solve. Oh, I love it when the Holy Ghost gets involved. Because all we can do is know that God will do anything but fail. And then I remind you of the saying that they say that faith is the key. But prayer unlocks the door. Prayer unlocks the door. So I just told you all of the things that we went over. And I told you last week that Psalm 91 had lots of promises of God's, for God's believers. And what he will do when things are bigger than us and when it's not a question of if, but a, a question of when, God will deliver. And men, let me tell y'all, I know men's month is coming. And I intentionally stepped out of the lineup so you could hear some of the same things that we know God wants men to hear. And you women too. That there is an emphasis on prayer. That men got to pray just like the women pray. That we got to be up in, in front just like the women are up and in front. 
that we got to do what God is calling us to do before we sit back and let the women do all that they are called to do. I hope you heard me. And so we're we going to be trying to challenge you to get a little more closer to God himself. You want to pray? We're going to have you pray in public. But it's bigger than us, so we need to pray in private. It's bigger than us, so we need to pray around other people, and we need to witness to other folk so that they can see when they need prayer, they know how to go to the God that you serve. Sometimes the only prayer they know is the prayer that you utter. And if you are not willing to go and show yourself and pray to God for them and with them, sometimes you miss the mark. So I'm about finishing. So let me tell you that I, I'm a real believer in this prayer thing. And when um, there was a story that I can tell you, a true story. Was a boy who was about 16, who was very popular in school. Popular because he had a sporty car to drive. He's well known in his community uh, because of his leadership traits, and, uh, his his uh, family image, and his family lineage. All three of his siblings were honor graduates in high school and college, and, and uh, uh, he was following the same track. But Fred, though, he had an issue. And I would say at times he felt like he couldn't even pray about it. Simple to him, but maybe not so simple. And then, simple to God, but just crazy to him. So, okay, um, there were times he felt like he couldn't pray about it. So I ask you this question. Have you ever had a time that you had an issue in your life that has been so bad that you couldn't even pray about it? Have you ever had something that you felt so bad about, so concerned, or so upset in your spirit that you couldn't even pray about it? So let me continue with the story. You see, he had girlfriends, even one steady at times. But it didn't have the absolute best solution for his life. And looking down the road and being a religious man and a church pianist also. He got hung up every now and then on the wrong track as we men and women will do. But he did so unintentionally. Unintentionally. And so he decided not only to pray about it, but to make a vow and a pact or contract with God. And that he would ensure to God that he would always be in God's service. 
See, because the world will pull you to the way the world wants you to go. The world will have you doing things that you should not be doing, including in your music and the things that you do. So, yeah, 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 there was this person who stood there and decided, for God I live and for God I die, no matter what the world might be saying. As I told you, this is a true story. And this person told God, this thing is too big for me. And he petitioned God for the type of woman he was looking for. Told God all about what he thought he should have and what he thought was the perfect person for him. And let me tell you something. I'm not ashamed of my testimony because about 39 years ago, God heard my prayer. And she's sitting here today. Stand up, Pastor I. Because this week we celebrated 36 years of marriage. Won't he do it? If you pray and you trust God and if you never doubt, he will do it. He'll bring you out. So I know what prayer can do. I, I want to know, is there a witness in the house that when things get too tough or too big or, or even seem too hard for you to pray about, when they get to that point, can you still pray? Can you talk to God? Can you wait and see the evidence of what he will do? I'm not bragging. I'm just thankful. Because I know that there's some duds out there that I could have been hooked with. I got them in my family. I've seen folk that are, are hooked all up with the wrong person. I ain't talking about yours. I'm talking about mine. And they ain't don't know what to do, and they don't even know how to pray. But God is saying to the Christians and to the us, pray for what you need. Pray for what you want. And let him determine what you should get out of. Now, let me tell you one last thing, and I'm going to sit down. That in Matthew chapter 26, even Jesus, the Son of God, had an issue that he felt was too big for him. In verse 38 and 39, though, though he knew the hour of sacrifice was coming, he still prayed about his fears and his actions. He still prayed. He even prayed that God would change his mind. Come on, y'all. If Jesus had issues and he felt like he couldn't hardly pray, I know what we have. But, you know, the thing that happened was he said, please pass this cup from me because he knew he was about to die. When he came into the world, he knew he was going to die. Pass this cup. Meaning, it's too big for even me. And he prayed. And he prayed. Check with his disciples. They all sleep. He come back and pray some more. 
But knowing that you and I, you and I, you and I were on the line and our lives were at stake. Jesus said, nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. But as you will it, God. I'm here to tell you that if we trust in God and we believe mightily and, and, and as we pray as Jesus prayed, that the Father will take control. We might not understand his plan. We might un understand how it's all going to work out, how it's going to come to fruition. We might not understand anything. We don't understand God's control over it all. But I will tell you, we might as well just trust in Jesus. Trust in God. Know that it ain't over until God says it's over. And in him, if we pray about it, we will receive our blessings. And the people of God say, amen.